Well, hello, a happy Monday to you, and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for December 4th, 2023. The 49th Monday of the year, it's the first of four Mondays this month, with the final Monday being Christmas Day. That is three weeks, three weeks from today. If your weekend was anything like mine, it was a busy one, decorating, shopping, already planning out menus, and watching football, of course, doing whatever you love to do and need to do on the weekends. I hope yours was a good one. Today is National Sock Day. I posted my favorite socks on X. Today is also International Cheetah Day, just an amazing, amazing, beautiful animal, which I could also tie into the Miami Dolphins because the cheetah a.k.a. Tyreek Hill, had a huge game as the Dolphins crushed the Washington Commanders yesterday at FedEx Field in Landover, making it even sweeter. Better to beat them there than in Miami, even. And on the food calendar, today is National Cookie Day. Not Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, not Oatmeal Cookie Day, not Oreo Day, just any kind of cookie, which is a great day for a Monday, right? And tonight, it's the Bengals and the Jaguars, or Bengals at the Jaguars, I should say, for Monday Night Football. All right, topping the headlines on this Monday. If you weren't paying attention over the weekend, Trump and DeSantis were both in Iowa, which I will get to in a moment, but things are starting to get very uncomfortable overseas. There is a lot happening that you need to know about and likely won't hear in other places. Number one, the Pentagon says the USS Kearney intercepted and shot down three drones that flew overhead in the Red Sea on Sunday. Iranian-backed Houthi militants already claiming responsibility for the attack, saying they were targeting uh, Israeli commercial vessels in the shipping lanes between Africa and the Arabian Peninsula. This as Israel expanded its ground game on Hamas and Gaza over the weekend. Okay, but we're talking about the shipping lanes for ships between Africa and the Arabian Peninsula, the Houthis. I mean, this is stuff that most Americans cannot even don't even know about or think about or in some cases can comprehend. Number two. U.S. and Japanese divers located the wreckage and remains of a U.S. Osprey that crashed off the southwest coast of Japan last week. The Pentagon says eight crew members were on board there. And this is the biggie. China says a U.S. Navy ship has, quote, illegally intruded into an area of the South China Sea that it should not be in, an area that is a territorial dispute between China and the Philippines. Obviously, we would be protecting the Philippines, but illegally intruded. Two very powerful accusatory words. I imagine John Kirby will attempt to address all of this in today's White House press briefing, or he will hopefully be asked a lot of questions about it. This is former President Trump speaking in Iowa over the weekend. Can you imagine President Xi, who's a piece of granite, he's tough and smart, he's at the top of his game, and this guy walks into his office and talks? He walks into his office and falls asleep. That's what happens. You know, I said to uh, President Xi of China, I said, could I ask you a question? Do you have much of a drug problem? No, 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 no. We have no drug problem. And what do you attribute that to? He said, quick trial. I said, what's quick trial? I sort of knew, you know, but I said, what's... I want to be nice, right? I said, what's quick trial? He said, we immediately give trials to drug dealers. And if they're guilty, which is probably about 119 percent, I would say they don't have a great chance. 
we execute them. And because of that, we no longer have a drug. They used to have a massive drug problem years ago. Trump making a couple of stops in Iowa, 43 days ahead of the caucuses there. You got to get to the polls. You got to get to caucus and you got to do your job and we got to win. And then we got to focus on November and we got to beat this crooked guy that's in office. And I never spoke to about him this way. I was respectful, you know, modestly. How can you be respectful of this guy? He can't, he, he can't, he doesn't know anything. He can't put two sentences together. And he's negotiating our nuclear package with Kim Jong-un, who won't talk to him, by the way. He won't even talk to him. North Korea won't talk to him. But he likes me. He likes me. You know, for four years, you had no trouble with North Korea, did you? No trouble whatsoever. Started a little bit rough, right? Rocket man, little rocket man. He said, we've got a red button on my desk, he said. I said, I have a red button also, but mine's bigger, better, and it works. Mine works. And then, no. And then I got a call from North Korea, and they wanted to meet. We met, and we really got along. We got a great relationship. You know, the press hates to hear that. They say when you have a great relationship. It's good to have a good relationship with people that have nuclear weapons and lots of other things. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And the former president highlighting the economic achievements of the Trump presidency. Under the Trump administration, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. There's never been an economy like we had with soaring incomes, rising wages, and household net worth hitting the highest level ever recorded, by far greater than now and by far greater than at any other time. When I was your president, the 30-year mortgage rate reached an all-time low of 2.65%. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound good? Today, you can't get the money no matter what you want to pay, and you can't buy a house. Inflation was basically zero, and we had gasoline down to $1.87 a gallon. The American dream was alive and well like never before in our country. People were thrilled. They wanted to get jobs. They had the best jobs, the best job market. Nobody's ever seen an economy like we had. But thanks to crooked Joe Biden and his goons that surround him, today the American dream is dead. It's a dead dream. In the past three years, thank you very much, Stalin. I love you too, actually. <laughs> In the past three years, Biden and the radical left Democrats spent $12 trillion wasting colossal amounts of your money on socialist scams that cause cumulative inflation of over 20%. Think of that. As a result, the average 30-year mortgage rate is now 7.8%. But you can't get it, so it doesn't matter. The typical family lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in purchasing power when buying a home. And thanks to Biden's insane Green New Deal, families can't even afford to buy a car. You can't afford to buy a car. Who'd like to go out and buy a car? Although you might get one electric one now. They were very expensive, but now they, they can't sell them. They can't sell them. People want to be able to drive for about 45 minutes here. Yeah? But while Biden has crushed the American dream, we will revive the American dream and we will bring it back bigger, better, stronger than ever before. And we're going to bring it back fast. As I mentioned, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis also campaigning in Iowa this weekend. We will answer the call and, and what people have suggested here in Iowa. Uh, you guys will have first dibs on the Department of Agriculture. We'll send it to Iowa and you guys take care of it. 
DeSantis took some time out to speak about his campaign with Newsmax's Rob Astorino on Saturday Agenda. You announced 192 long days ago, right? Um, you're not where you thought or hoped you'd be at this point, but, but the upside is you're in second place in, in most of the polls. You have room to grow because you're the second choice of voters in most polling. So how's the next 44 days um, from now until the caucus going to be different than what you've been doing so far? Well, I would say uh, we don't really chase the national polls because it's a state-by-state -state process. Yeah. So we've put a lot of work in building the organization in the early states. So if you look at what we've done in Iowa, doing the 99 county, that's not going to really impact the polling. But what happens is as people make decisions going into the caucus, you build the organization, you end up producing more caucus votes. So we've been able to build a great organization. I don't think anyone's been able to do what we've been able to do. We have the endorsement of the sitting governor, Kim Reynolds, who's wildly popular here and has done a great job. We just got endorsed by the top evangelical political leader, Bob Vanderplatz, head of the family leader. So we're going to be mobilizing that community. So if you look at where I am, compared to where previous caucus goers, uh, caucus winners have 2016, 12, and 2008. We're, we're doing much better th th than they are. That's the way this process unfolds. So I think you're going to continue to see that step-by-step that, uh, -step progress. And then as we get into January, which is when people really make their final decisions, uh, I think we have what it takes to be able uh, to sweep into that victory. And this is what DeSantis had to say about chasing Trump and staying ahead of Nikki Haley. Well, I think there's I think it's, it's it's kind of a different thing. I mean, I think with Trump, he's got a hardcore support that obviously will be there. I think in the polling, uh, there's a lot above that that are people that liked his policies, but they are willing to vote uh, for somebody else. But they're only going to vote for somebody who's going to be a fighter, who represents their conservative principles uh, and that actually is going to be able to win on all these issues. And I'm the only guy running that can say that. I think what Haley has done is she's gotten a lot of support from corporate media, and she's gotten a lot of support now from, from Wall Street interests, but that typically is not how it resonates in Iowa. And what I would just say is she clearly um, is not a conservative. I think if you look at her record as South Carolina governor, people can't even identify any major achievements that she had. She actually killed a bill to protect girls and women in bathrooms and locker rooms, which we know has been a big issue. Uh, I signed similar, I signed legislation protecting girls um, and women athletes. She actually attacked me for standing up against Disney when we had the issue with the sexualization of the elementary school curriculum. I'm the father of a first grader, a, a kindergartner and a preschooler. I want the kids learning the basics. You should not be telling a kindergartner that they can change their gender, yet she sided with Disney on that. Now she's bragging that she's been meeting with people like the head of BlackRock, which is the ESG mecca, as well as the head of J.P. Morgan, who was a big Hillary Clinton donor. And there's actually an ad being run here in Iowa that I saw that shows Nikki talking about, in her own words, how her inspiration to get into politics was not Ronald Reagan, not Margaret Thatcher, but Hillary Rodham Clinton. Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis on Saturday agenda. So Nikki Haley apparently said she uh, got into politics or was inspired by Hillary Clinton, which I hadn't heard that. DeSantis and Trump both made a clear effort, though, to discredit Nikki Haley, who is hoping to have another solid performance in this week's upcoming fourth GOP primary debate. 
That is happening Wednesday night in Alabama. It'll be at the University of Alabama, hoping to uh, make some contact with some younger supporters. Trump is again expected to hold his own event, a fundraiser in Florida at the same time instead of attending the debate. This is he maintains a 40 plus point lead in all of the polling. Donald Trump will also continue to battle several lawsuits this week. We get more from Newsmax host Lydia Serrani on Sunday Agenda. Welcome back to Sunday Agenda. Former President Trump is gearing up for a busy holiday season inside the courtroom. Trump's legal troubles are mounting with two appeals court rulings coming down this week, affecting two cases already underway. Let's bring in our uh, our panel right here. First up is David Schoen, who is former President Trump's impeachment lawyer. Do we have Barack with us, too? All right. We also have Barack Lurie. He is a trial attorney and host of the Barack Lurie Show. Thank you so much for for joining us. So let's start off with you, uh, David. A federal appeals court has ruled that Trump is not immune to facing civil lawsuits relating to the events on January 6th. This rejects his his bid to dismiss the case. Uh, Can you walk us through what this actually means for Trump now? Yeah, it's actually sort of a preliminary ruling. It's there's a motion to dismiss filed. And the standard there is they have to, the court has to accept all of the allegations in the complaint as true. But they make sure in several places in the Court of Appeals opinion to say, this is certainly not the final word. President Trump will have opportunities to prove that he acted in his official capacity. And that's the key here. Under this longstanding case, Nixon versus Fitzgerald, a president acting in his or her official capacity is thought to be immune from civil liability, from being sued while the person's in office and so on, and from civil liability to those acts. The the president ought to be entitled to act in the way the president deems to be in the best interest of the country. Here, specifically, the president would be arguing, among other things, that he acted pursuant to Article 2, Section 3, for example, his duty to take care that the laws of the nation are faithfully executed, or his oath under Article Article 2, Section 1, um, to make sure that the Constitution is protected. He would say that he's operating in his official capacity at all times when he took those steps because he believed there was election fraud. So the court said he's going to have a chance to prove that down the road. Let's hope the district court judge lets him. That's attorney David Schoen, who worked as Trump's impeachment attorney. And then there's the New York civil fraud trial, which has even more holes in it now that Deutsche Bank testified last week in favor of Trump's worthiness and his loan history. I've only bought two properties with my husband, and the bank is the boss. So it's the bank appraiser, not Judge Engeron, that can decide how much a property is worth. Well, this is the moment that uh, I was waiting for. I think we were all waiting for. Like, this is the only plaintiff that could actually uh, express any sort of damages that they may have suffered. Uh, If they, the bank, did not suffer any damages about this, then the case is closed. So finally, they brought the bank in. And the bank said, we didn't have a problem with this. The loan was perfectly appropriate. Uh, we went ahead with the loan based upon, as you said, uh, the the history and record of Trump to be very profitable and to make profit. And then sure enough, of course, they, they themselves made a lot of profit. They got paid fully with interest and any other costs that may be associated with this loan. And so here they are. The case should be done. I think it was done from the get-go. But nevertheless, now that they have uh, Deutsche Bank there, uh, there is no case to be found. And if they do proceed somehow and they say that technically that uh, Trump lied on an application, well, OK, it will be reversed on appeal. 
Trial attorney Barack Lurie on Sunday agenda. More news coming up in a moment. First, let's squeeze in a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The Newsmax Daily is brought to you by BetterHelp. You've probably noticed there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot of it isn't good. Much of it is difficult to see and maybe even difficult to process. Whether it be the news of the world or your own personal news, life isn't always easy to handle, right? We have money issues, stress, loneliness. Maybe you recently lost a loved one. I want you to check out BetterHelp. Maybe you've thought about therapy, maybe you haven't, but you need to know that therapy isn't only for people that have suffered major traumatic events. BetterHelp has helped more than 4 million people just like you and me. It's completely online, designed to be as convenient and flexible as possible. You just answer a couple of questions and they'll match you up with a therapist that is right for you. They will help you work for yourself instead of working against yourself. Go to BetterHelp.com Newsmax. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp com slash Newsmax. Let's go back to the Middle East now. Hamas violated the ceasefire by firing on Israel. The pause is over. Israel ramped up its ground game in Gaza over the weekend. This is what you're hearing all about today. This is Israeli spokesperson Tal Heinrich on America Right Now with Tom Basili. Your coverage has been fantastic, noting that Israeli cities and, and, and towns have been you know, targeted with more than 11,000 rockets since the beginning of the war. But, Tom, often, very often when I go to studios, I get asked, what about a permanent ceasefire? When will this war end? This is why we're operating. Israelis can no, can no longer live with the situation, with the security threat, we will not go back to, you know, the reality that predated the October 7th massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have rockets targeting our communities, when when we have this threat yeah. uh, of, of, you know, that they say that they will perpetrate this massacre for a second, a, a third, a fourth time. Right. And, and again, to, to your question regarding the hostages, we still have around 130, 140 hostages. You know, we saw seven groups being released, um, and then Hamas broke the agreement, broke the outline. Uh, We said that for every 10 extra hostages that they would release, we would agree for another day of humanitarian pause in the fighting. They failed to deliver us the list for the next day. And uh, not only that, they also started uh, firing at our forces. Right. That's Israeli spokesperson Tal Heinrich on Newsmax. So the big question, obviously, is what about the American hostages, right? I mean, what about all of the hostages? National Security Council Coordinator of Strategic Communications for the White House, the guy with the longest title in all of Washington, John Kirby. Particularly on Americans, we think the number is about eight. Um, uh, we don't have perfect visibility on where they all are. We certainly don't have perfect visibility uh, on, their, on their physical or mental condition. We're trying to do that as best we can. We are working with the Israelis to see if we can keep it at that increased level that we achieved over the last week, uh, continuing to go in. Food, water, medicine, and even fuel continues to get into Gaza. 
Kirby made the rounds Sunday on ABC's This Week and Fox News Sunday, as well as some other programs. And as I said back at the open, he will have a lot of questions to answer in today's White House press briefing, which is likely happening as you're listening to this or maybe already happened as you listen to this. Outside of his daily briefing, President Biden has nothing on his calendar for today. He's a little worn out after hosting the Kennedy Awards last night. And on Capitol Hill, Congress is still working to pass the foreign aid package that will send money to Israel and Ukraine and includes funding for the U.S. border, which is primarily one of the big points of contention for the whole measure. This is Oklahoma Republican James Langford. The American people, whether Republican, Democrat or independent, just want a secure border. I don't run into many people that want no immigration. They just want legal immigration. Langford and others say they hope to have a deal before the holiday break. How about before the end of this week? Which could be the holiday break for all I know. I mean, they take so much time off, it's crazy. But I would think they have at least two more weeks to go. Let's get a deal done. Keep up with all the news all day long on Newsmax. It is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Verizon, Xfinity, Fios, etc., etc., etc. If you have cable, you most likely have Newsmax. And be sure to sign up for your free trial of the new Newsmax Plus. If you didn't do it already, do it right now. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all of your favorite shows, Greg Kelly Reports, Carl Higby, Frontline, Rob Schmidt, Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling, Greta Van Susteren, and many others with great analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, uh, Carrie Lake, Brigadier General Blaine Holt, and more. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. It is going to be a busy week. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute. Every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.